Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another film review. This is going to be for the fifth and final Daniel Craig James Bond film called No Time to Die. I'm your host Matthew and uh, we'll start off with the rating system. We'll do a spoiler free section then a little bit of housekeeping and then we'll jump into the spoiler section. I'm going to give this a must see rating. Um, I was torn between a must see and a don't skip rating. Um, but I very, very much enjoyed my time with this film. I enjoyed the direction that this franchise looks like it's going in. Um, I thought the action set pieces were good. I thought the um, I thought there was a lot more personality added to the character of James Bond in this, which is something I wasn't quite expecting so much. So that was kind of to me a nice surprise. Um, I thought this film was heartbreaking in certain points. I thought it had. Um, some really great like side kind of characters as well that was really good and overall I just had a very good time with this film uh, going into this I kind of thought you know 2 hours 45 minutes now um, in terms of my history with the Bond franchise I've seen one of Piers Brosnan's films but I can't remember anything about it like I couldn't tell you what happened in the film and I've seen all of Daniel Craig's uh, James Bond films. So basically he's sort of my James Bond. Because I haven't really properly seen anybody else take the role. Um, but it is a it is a genre that I like. But it's a genre I've more grown to like in the last sort of five years or so. Or you know maybe a little bit before that. This sort of like spy agency spec ops sort of genre type of thing. So I, I, I do like it. And I, I did like... I think all of apart from one of the previous um, James Bond films. I can't remember what one it was. But there was one of his. Because you had like Casino Royale, Spectre. Um, you had uh, the other ones as well. I can't remember the name of the other two. But um, yeah. those are, all, all of those apart from one was fairly good from what I remember. Um, and for me the, like the, with, the, with the James Bond franchise. With the 007 franchise. These aren't really films you kind of watch for their intricate plotting and storytelling. To me, these are these are kind of like... If you take something like Transformers and Fast and Furious... But you actually add some decent amount of personality to, to the films. In terms of like James Bond himself and some of the other characters. They've actually got a bit of personality in it. And, and a bit more, they're a bit more of like a character... Um, as opposed to what you'd see in certain other films. So this is a franchise I'm able to just kind of have fun with in a way. But then sort of that those fun parts come with the, the action and the, you know, the, the cool driving and all the gadgets and the shooting. And how's Bond going to get out of this situation? That sort of thing. That's That's kind of what I enjoy the Bond films for. I don't really analyse the sort of plot or does this make sense? Does this not make sense? Obviously there's, you know... Le le levels to that of course and the the one Bond film that I can't quite remember it might have been Spectre I can't remember um, which wasn't like particularly good had a lot of like bad plot points and that sort of thing but I feel like it's quite hard to do that with it's quite hard to do that like that area of things badly um, in a in a James Bond film but I, I thought this was a pretty good one I, I really enjoyed my time with it I'd give it a must-see rating I was kind of torn a little bit between must-see and don't skip because we have four ratings on entertainment talk uh, for obviously for TV and film you've got must uh, see because for games we've got must play obviously because you play video games uh, must see don't skip possible skip and skip 
Um, and I was kind of watching this film. And I was like, oh, this is probably like a don't skip. Then a few more things kind of happened. And I was like, okay, this is pretty good. And I, I really enjoyed my time with it. Um, but the one nervous thing I had kind of going into this film was, okay, two hours, 45 minutes. I can't remember how long the other Bond films were. But I'm guessing like average of two hours. And I thought, what can you do with a two hour, 45 Bond film that is a franchise, like I kind of mentioned, is a franchise that isn't really like plot intricate. It's more just sort of like spy fun. But but kind of, kind of it's an interesting tone. It's a tone I quite like, actually, that the, the, the Bond films have taken because it's sort of they're not dumb fun. They're not like serious plotting sort of things, but they're kind of more does it make sense to say serious fun like fun that can be taken a bit more seriously where it's sort of there's a few parts and plot points and maybe character moments that are like okay this is some pretty serious stuff and then it get back then it gets back to like the car chases and flipping cars over and like you know boat driving and shooting and whatever james bond is going to be up to so it's got those different elements and it's one of the franchises that is better i think at mixing kind of don't take it too seriously but don't act like it's don't don't pretend that it's like or don't go into it thinking it's sort of dumb fun it's kind of this like really well done middle ground and that's that's how i came away feeling from this film which is like okay there's a few plot points you do need to pay a little bit of attention to in terms of just like what what, what's kind of happening but again it was sort of like oh james bond's going up a staircase how's he you know who's he gonna shoot how's he gonna take him out and like what guns has he got oh he's run out of ammo what's he gonna do now um that 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 kind of thing i'm talking about or like hey james bond is in a in a uh woodsy type of area like how's he gonna get away from the enemies and i i find that quite quite fun as well um but going back to the personality thing that's a that's a really interesting point that i wanted to touch upon um Sometimes these types of agent sort of characters, so you've got people like, who have you got? You've got your Jason Bourne, James Bond, Jack Bauer, Jack Reacher maybe, Jack Ryan, a lot of Jacks, um, That those kinds of characters. And sometimes those characters a little bit in certain storylines can suffer from being too emotionless, being too blunt, not really having many lines of dialogue, not really reacting to things in interesting ways, but... There was like a, there was some really cool sort of like one-liners that James Bond came out with, and I think Daniel Craig himself played it really well. And some people might look at that and think, oh, you know, these one-liners they're easy for a sort of veteran actor like Daniel Craig. But I like the specific way that he played those sort of things because I was coming into this film not really expecting much of that um, and thinking like, okay, it's just going to be a sort of let's get the job done type of film, and Daniel Craig kind of wants out of this franchise so let's just give him one last film to send off but i thought like he put in a in a good amount of work was it like an oscar worthy performance not not really but it was just there was more personality to the performance and the character than i was expecting and maybe i should have expected it i don't know but in terms of my expectations um i like how that was sort of delivered because it's like this character is getting into some deadly situations. They're negotiating with people. They're talking to people. Um, they're kind of in some situations, either listening to be told what to do or telling other people what to do. So it's you. You can make some interesting dialogue choices and and some interesting writing with those sorts of things. And there was just more personality than than what I expected at all. So I was a. Uh, that's one of the elements of the film that I was kind of surprised by. 
and kind of like really happy with so that was good as well um I'll talk about some of the direction stuff in a minute and that's like the big quote unquote controversy for this film but I'll I'll address that in a second <laughs> I actually think it's kind of funny that it's apparently controversial to do what they've done in this film and I, I, I do have two different ways of talking about it because I, I can talk about it in a spoiler free way and I can talk about it obviously in more depth in, in the spoiler section but I'll talk about that in a minute um, yeah the 2 hour 45 minute runtime. I felt like a decent amount of the, f- the screen time was filled it could have maybe been chopped down to about two and a half hours but again there was there was kind of more going on than what i expected there was like a lot of characters kind of thrown in some of them were a little bit more throwaway than other characters but i understood because i i can't remember like who's what character and who did what and everything but it sort of when a character popped up on screen I sort of thought, oh yeah, I I I remember how important you are to this, especially when it comes to villains. Like, who's the big bad? Who's the big big bad? You know, because in in some films you've got like, oh, this guy's the villain. Nope, this guy's the villain. He's on he's above the rankings in this person. Um, but I I thought the film handled that quite well. It was sort of yeah, this guy's pretty big, and then like, okay, no, this person's bigger, and then oh, this person from Bond's past is like quite big as well, but. It it was balanced pretty well, I thought. Speaking of villains, uh, Rami Malek, who's from... Uh, I know him from Mr. Robot. I know he did the... Um, Bohemian... Oh, I've I got to completely butcher the name. I can't remember. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody, I think that's the name of the film. It's, it's the uh, biopic thing for that singer, which I haven't seen yet, but I've heard he did a, um, a very good job in that. I do need to see that film, even though it's already been out for like three years, but, you know... I'm busy um but uh he did a very very good job as a Bond villain he was much more sort of I will talk to you in intimidating ways instead of like I'll do the dirty work he was more of a sort of I have my guards they'll do my dirty work and I'll talk to you in a really intimidating way um and not to get too much like spoilery but what they did with kind of his face and the story there was quite interesting um, I felt like there was an, there was there was some interesting like personality touches with him as well, both from his character's design, like literally with his face, and from how uh, Rami Malek um, uh, acted the role. Because uh, I remember hearing about he was going to be the new Bonneville, and I was like, "Yep, yep, that makes sense. He's, he he could do a pretty good job at that." Um, he's done roles before as well in the video game called Until Dawn, which is like a survival teen sort of horror game it's really good actually it's, it's, it's a very very good game um and it's got like Caden Panettiere in it it's got f- uh is it Freddie Prince Jr no not Freddie Prince Jr uh I can't remember it's got some other people in it as well he's he's very very good in that so I was looking forward to his performance and I uh I was very very happy with with how that went and it was interesting because there are about four quote-unquote bad guys in this film um I mean there's kind of another one as well but yeah uh, there's about like four main bad guys and managing the screen time obviously which you've got quite a lot of in this film I felt like was a bit of a challenge but I thought that was handled pretty well because they each kind of get their own little sections their own little thing they they each have their own plot points it's sort of this character is going to do this and that's that this character is going to do this and serve that thing and that's that um, and I think that was managed pretty well so I, I was quite happy with that overall definitely so uh let's talk about the direction um 
so I can't get into too much right now of what it is. But um, I did read and I did hear from a friend as well that Danny Boyle was supposed to be directing this film. And he didn't like the direction that they wanted to take with it. And he uh, backed out. And I've seen a lot of other people. Obviously this film has been out for. It's been out for a few weeks now. But I just couldn't get around to seeing it. Because you know it's a very long film. Um, And. Because I, I knew there was this like female agent in this film. I, I've mentioned this actually on a couple of different podcasts. I mentioned it on the uh, diversity podcast I did. About a month or so ago. And I kind of thought, okay, I can get a bit of an instant idea as to why people are not happy with what's going on. Um, and I want to say this in the most respectful way possible, both to Danny Boyle and to anybody who shares the same opinion. I couldn't give a shit if you don't like what's going on in this film. I really don't care. I'm really tired of the whole, this this franchise can't do this because of this reason. This franchise is doing this too much, be- you know... I'm I'm really tired of that conversation and um or or those sort of not those conversations those like excuses in terms of this is a it is a bad direction because of this and sort of um that there's there's different contexts and different ways to apply that to different media but in terms of James Bond this film I don't I mean, I yeah, I understand why people didn't like the direction it took, but I completely and utterly disagree in every single way, shape, and form. Um, I think it's a fresh, interesting direction that they took, um, and I'm being very vague, obviously, on purpose because I don't want to want to spoil anything. But I think it's going to set up a very fresh, very different, very interesting, at least as far as my my mind goes, um, different future for the Bond franchise and there's very very easy ways to handle this it was kind of experimented with in the film which I'm excited to talk about as well but there's no reason that that can't work within the context of James Bond obviously within other franchises and like lead characters and that kind of thing there is different ways that it might not work but in terms of James Bond and like the 007 name and the James Bond name There's no reason that this can't work. Obviously if you write the story badly. Or you give it bad direction. Or you write a a bad story or something. Then that's how you can mess it up. But in terms of like what that means going forward. I I, I wouldn't even say I understand. I know why people have an issue with it. Or why why a certain group of people have an issue with it. But if within talking to those particular groups of people. I don't care about their kind of like silly squabble with what's sort of going on and everything it's it's quite I find it quite silly that somebody would have that specific issue with that thing um yeah I find it quite silly because I don't think that they're I mean some people talk all the time without thinking or they, they read half a headline and they just like jump on their angry keyboards or jump angry onto their keyboards and they have to rage about things, but yeah, there's there's no reason to me why that can't happen. It looks like it's going to happen, which I am very happy about. I think it's going to be interesting and different and fresh, and I can't wait to see what what goes on with this. Also, kind of a like side addition to that. 
Uh, MGM, who's responsible for making these films, is a studio behind them. Uh, Amazon recently bought them. I think it was a month or two ago when they when they purchased them. I can't remember how much money for, but never mind. That's going to only create more interesting options for the Bond franchise. And given what happened in this film, I think that just opens the door for lots more options. And I'm very interested in what what options Amazon's going to take with that because you could now actually do a bond amazon prime tv series whether that will work whether the format will fit i guess we'll just have to do the experiment and and see if it works but um another point i want to add to that as well is okay only one person can kind of have the 007 number right but you can absolutely have more than one agent obviously if you look at like okay who's the main agent in the story it's whoever's got the 007 number obviously james bond but um you can do you can open the doors of this franchise now in very interesting ways you could do more than one film series you could do a tv series and you could really experiment with a few things there's even a uh, i can't remember the name of the developer but the developer that did the recent hitman games they are doing a uh, James Bond game and that opens the door to like just expand into different media and um, this might feel like a silly thing to say but this franchise is bigger than just oh who's James Bond and then that's it. I mean obviously that's an important question you want somebody who's obviously going to be good in the role to play the main Bond role. But you can have other agents alongside that character who don't need to be the lead characters, but they can help James Bond as 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 the lead character. And for a franchise that's been, I don't know how many years specifically, but this is what the twenty sixth Bond film. Um, so there's actually how many films are in the MCU? I think there's twenty five. So there's about the same amount of James Bond films that there are MCU films. Obviously, the MCU just did it a bit quicker because they did like you know two or three per year. So I think after that, all those years, all those different Bond characters, all those different actors playing Bond, you you could change things up and do something very interesting for the future of this franchise. And I am all ears for what could possibly happen. I think it's going to be very cool. But yeah, that's pretty much it for my spoiler-free thing. Um, I really liked it. I really liked it a lot. Um, I thought there was some really great stuff in this film. I thought that the pacing was handled relatively well. It could have been handled slightly better. But I've 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 seen films that that, that are shorter than this make a worse use of their screen time in terms of pacing. Um, Wonder Woman eighty four. Uh, but uh, I, I could name some others as well. The Shining is, is another one. Um, films that are on for less time but actually slow down their film even more. Even though you actually have less time to, to work with. So yeah, you know, t- 2 hours 45 minutes, it is a long time. It is a long film. But I thought that they made a pretty decent use of that, that screen time. Because there is a lot of characters. There is a lot kind of going on. And I'm not going to break like all of it down in the spoiler section. I'm just going to talk about like the interesting parts to it. Um, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. And um, yeah, we'll see where this where this franchise goes. Because um, there's there's lots of options, and I think it's going to be very cool going forward. So plus now you've got Amazon's backing. That's a good thing, obviously in terms of budget certainly and options. Um, 
yeah i i like what this does in terms of opening the door to uh to other things so but yeah um all right that's pretty much it for the spoiler free part um let's do a bit of housekeeping I'll let you know about a film review i did yesterday as well and i'll see you on the other side for for the housekeeping you don't need to leave it if you haven't seen the film because i'm doing gonna do housekeeping next so i'll see you for that in a minute Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself, or maybe both depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, recently on Entertainment Talk, speaking of that film review that I hinted at, I unfortunately saw Venom Let There Be Carnage and I'd recommend that you do not do that. Of course, I can't tell you what to do. I can only recommend you what to do. And it was uh, it was not very good, to put it in a light way. I gave it a skip rating, one of the easiest skip ratings that I've given. And um, yeah, that was Venom Let There Be Carnage. So that's about all I want to say for that. <laughs> Because uh, I kind of want to forget that I saw that film. Um, over on The Walking Dead, Well Beyond Podcast, uh, Season 2, Episode 8 is the newest episode. Where there's just two episodes left of the series. Uh, it's not cancelled or anything. Obviously, I've just said Season 2. It was built to be two seasons. So, uh, that was that. Uh, so, two episodes left. Uh, penultimate episode. And the series finale. So, we'll be doing those two episodes as the weeks go on. Uh, gaming talk this week, some very exciting stuff going on. Uh, we talked about a game called Murty, Murty, Multi, sorry, uh, Multi Versus. It's basically a Warner Brothers uh, Smash uh, Brother. Sorry, it's basically a Warner Brothers uh, Brawler Smash Brothers type of game, uh, like the the two D, you know, left to right kind of thing. Uh, it's full of Warner Brothers characters. You've got I'm not going to mention them all, but you've got people like Bugs Bunny, Batman, Wonder Woman, Tom and Jerry, Harley Quinn. Um, Shaggy and a bunch of other characters to to be announced soon. So me and Robert talked about that. 
and uh, all the exciting information surrounding it. We also talked about Kojima Productions. They're looking to expand into TV, films and music. So that's very exciting. And we also talked about the future of Star Wars under the hood of EA. Uh, and what may or may not be happening with Battlefront 3. Uh, over on the United cast, a bit, a bit of a fresh start over there. Uh, Manchester United beat Villarreal by two goals to nil. Michael Carrick's first game in charge of Manchester United. I do have a very big podcast to do after this in, in regards to the managerial situation. Uh, so I'll do that afterwards. But uh, yeah, 2-0 to Manchester United. A very good return um, to, to kind of a, a better form at least. A good result and a very good game from uh, Jadon Sancho as well. Uh, speaking of some recent developments, there's been, a, there's been a lot going on at Manchester United and I still have more to talk about. Uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was sacked. Uh, he's been the manager for two years. Basically a bad string of results, you know, losing 4-1 and 2-0 and 5-0 and all the, all these sorts of bad results kept happening. Uh, he was sacked after the 4-1 defeat to Watford and Michael Carrick has been appointed as the interim manager. There's also a bit of news to talk about in regards to the next manager as well but uh, Michael Carrick will be in charge of Sunday's Chelsea game but then we'll have a new manager for next week's game for, for sorry for the, the uh, Thursday game next week I uh, did a, a video game review must play review this is for Metroid Dread which is the latest in the Metroid series over on the Nintendo Switch uh, speaking of the 4-1 game there's obviously the podcast I did for the 4-1 defeat away to Watford so that happened uh, I did a podcast talking about Battlefield 2042 it's a disaster uh, that was what the podcast was called because that's the situation with the game. Just discussing all the bad things that have happened with Battlefield 2042. And um, yeah, it's not a good game. It's not a very good game. So I talked about that. Uh, and that is uh, that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us as well on your favorite podcast platform of choice. I'm just trying to get the IMDB page up so that I can talk about who was in this film. So I'm just going to do that. Uh, while I'm doing that, if you haven't seen this film um, and you don't want to be spoiled, because there are some pretty big spoilers in this film as well, regards to the future of the franchise, uh, you're going to want to click off now if you're listening on the podcast player. You can click that off. You can press pause, click it off. If you're listening on the website, press pause or mute or wh- whatever you need to do to switch the podcast off. Um, click uh, click back, homepage button, whatever, because I'm going to get into spoilers now. Okay, so let's talk about Naomi, shall we? Uh, some of you are not going to want to talk about Naomi, and I'll talk about why that is in a minute. I mean, the answer is pretty obvious. Not for every single person, but for a particular group of people. Uh, she's given the 007 title, uh, or uh, signature, at some point in this film. Uh, she does give it back to James Bond, but then, of course, we see what happens with him. I'll talk about that in a second as well. Um... Yeah, I, from what I understand, some people were very upset by the fact that a you know a, a black female lead was being named as 007. But guess what? I like it. I think it's cool and interesting and different. And if you'd listened to my um, uh, diversity episode podcast, I, I I sort of was aware that she was in the film. Um, I can't I can't remember she I can't remember which of these are new characters or returning characters apart from James Bond himself. And maybe a couple of other characters. Um, but I I went into this film knowing that certain people weren't happy with the direction. And there was a black female agent involved. I didn't really know too much more than that. But I kind of put two and two together and thought, oh, okay. Is James Bond going to, like, die or something? And she's going to 
take over. I wasn't expecting that to fully happen, but that's what did end up happening. But um, I think it's cool. I think it's fresh. It's different. It's interesting. And I'll I'll tell you something else as well. I mean, the, the, the 007 signature is important, but as we established in the film, it doesn't have to go to a British white man, does it? Does it? Like, it, it doesn't have to. I mean, she has the 007 signature for a very big chunk of this film, apart from what the last uh, 40 minutes or so, when she, she gives it back to him temporarily. Um, and of course, you'd have to give it to somebody new now, or, or possibly back to her. Um, but it's to, to me, this might be a strange thing to say, and I maybe need to explain my point a little bit. I, apart from like how admittedly heartbreaking and kind of emotional James Bond's death was in this film, there is there's nothing about the James Bond name that needs to be attached to a particular person. Because, um, I mean, it's like I said with the Amazon thing earlier, right? You could do a TV series now. You could do, like, maybe a little spin-off kind of film. You could you could change um, things up with that, certainly. You could have more than one agent, more than one main agent kind of ongoing. And what you could do, and again, I'd be, I'd be open to this idea because I, I think it's very flexible. Um, I think, yes, obviously cast a new James Bond... Uh, obviously, it's not going to be Naomi because her name is Naomi and not James Bond. Obviously, there, there's there's been a, f- a thing for a few years about like, could you do like a Jamie Bond or or something? And hey, if you wanted to like gender bend the character and you wanted to do, to do Jamie Bond or Jane Bond, you know, some sort of J name, whether it be Jane Bond, that's fine to me as well. But the the main like, you know, a- Agent 007 thing, a woman can have that because it's not. It's not some sort of gender-specific thing, is it? Um, but you could, because uh, you could, at the end of the day, you could still have, like, if you wanted to give, if you wanted to give the 007 title to Naomi and give her her lead film, great. If you then want to cast, I don't know, if it's Edris Elba, Henry Cavill, whoever you wanted to pick, right? And then you could have still have them as James Bond, but you could have him as a different number. Um. Because, and the reason I'm saying that that works is because it happens in this film. And it, and even the characters don't even really sort of fight over it. James Bond himself doesn't fight over it. Um, like, yeah, it, it's, uh, there, there's a conversation between Naomi and uh, James himself. They're walking through a corridor and people keep addressing Naomi as Agent 007. And even she's sort of like, oh, is that a bit strange for you? Not in like an aggressive way, in a sort of like, hmm, is that weird for you? Because, you know, he was used to it for so long and he's he's kind of like coming out of retirement. And even he's sort of like, eh, you know. So, <laughs> it's, it, yeah. And I, and I get that the 007 signature has like the lead character thing attached to it. But it doesn't have to be James Bond. Um, and even if you even if you did a thing right where you had Naomi was double o six or whatever you wanted to do, let's say she took that number and she had her own lead film, and then Henry Henry Cavill again hypothetically we don't know who's next James Bond is. Let's say you do bring Henry Cavill in right, and he's James Bond double o seven, but then you still had Naomi acting as like obviously the, the female agent, and she had either her own film or they're in the same film because hey look, Naomi at at 
a good chunk of this film is 007. She's not called James Bond. James Bond still does his normal James Bond thing without being 007. So you can do that. And I do like, I do really like the way this film almost experimented with that. And I think the writing around that was was pretty good. Um, And I I do think some of that connects to um, sort of, uh, how am I going to describe this? Sort of, James Bond in this film does have a bit more of like a careless attitude at certain points. And I'm not saying that's directly the reason he doesn't care about the 007 signature. Obviously, that's a bigger deal. But um, and this ties into like the uh, personality thing I want to talk about in a minute. But um, it's like you know he's retired. He's not really sort of like <clears throat> excuse me bothered about certain things or what's kind of going on. And then obviously gets pulled out of retirement and put back into this mission. But my whole point, my I guess the point to conclude on that is, is you can use the 007 signature in a more flexible situation because it's uh, worked on in this film, and it works. There's no issues with it, and there wasn't like a big like, oh you've not earned it or you've done this or whatever, and you can't have double like everybody just sort of gets on with it. Like he'd he'd. I, I I like the way that they set it up as well because it's like okay James is retired he's not 007 anymore simply the case that Naomi came along and she took the signature she's agent 007 so it's not as if like she didn't steal it from him she didn't try and kill him and get the name or uh, the, the 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 number no, nothing like that happened it was simply the case where okay James isn't 007 because he's retired and she picked up the mantle um there's no there's no host hostility towards that it, it's n- nobody's got any issue with that in the film apart from the people that that watch the film but again i think it's this like um and i don't know if it's all white men but or or just white men but i do think that there's obviously that certain crowd of white men that are sort of like oh my james bond has been a white man for 25 films and you're not allowed to change it because i said so <laughs> it's like okay um right uh but i don't know it's just fresh and fresh and interesting and different to me and i i like the direction and you can still have you can still have a white man a white british man play james bond and he doesn't even have to be a white man you can like i said with the idris elba thing there is absolutely no reason that james bond can't be a black guy um and Idris Elba is a great actor. I've been I've been saying his name for a very long time, and uh, I think he'd be great for it as well. Um, I don't know how many films he could do it for or, or whatever. So yeah, there's 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 different possibilities, and I just think the audience needs to be a bit more open to that kind of idea. So yeah, uh, but that's pretty much my thoughts on on that part of that as well um but obviously that's the that's the biggest talking point of this isn't it is like james bond dies and um because it's not actually established by the end of the film i mean he he dies as 007 right and then they have that little sort of like drinks thing and like to to bond kind of thing um or they say to james bond or, or whatever uh to like you know celebrate his uh life and that sort of thing but um 
she doesn't sort of like walk towards the camera at the end. Uh, Naomi, I'm talking about. She doesn't sort of walk towards the camera at the end and be like, "I'm uh, Bond 007," and like load her gun and you know do the sort of like spinning pose or not the spinning pose, the turnaround pose, point towards the camera. Like she doesn't do anything like that. Um, or she she no nobody actually says to her like, "Okay, you 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 can take the 007 signature thing back." So. Um, we'll see, but it's kind of like it's left on the table. But I think, what well, it, it would just make sense to hand it back to her, wouldn't it? I guess. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I want to talk about uh, the man himself, James Bond, Daniel Craig, his last film. Um, I really like the amount of personality that was given to him. Um, there's a particular, there's a couple of, there's a couple of lines I did laugh at actually. Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, M. He was. He was. He was in. James Bond was in M's office, and obviously, you know, they pour drinks and they walk around the room and they chat. It's probably like a prop thing that they that they do, or like a thing to help characters with uh, props and that sort of stuff. And obviously, drinking alcohol is uh, a big part of that, especially in these films. Um, there's even a line about like, oh, I haven't had a drink for four hours. <laughs> so, but there's a there's a line in there uh, with with. Uh, James, he's sitting down talking to M, and the the M, M this M guy, he gets up, he pours himself one drink, and they they're talking about the mission or whatever it was, <laughs> and he goes back over to his drink, and they're they're sort of getting into they're not having an argument, but they're having a bit of a strong debate. They're sort of disagreeing a bit, and James Bond sort of hits back, and he's like, I, I can't remember the exact line, but it's so, something along the lines of, uh, along the lines of like. Wow, you are thirsty today. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, just keeps going back for the drinks, doesn't he? I just, I don't know. I didn't expect those little nuggets of of personality from from James Bond. I expected him to be a bit more sort of numb and a bit more characterless, I suppose, um, and, and a bit of a sort of just like quiet agent who like shoves all his emotion to the side and gets on with the job. That's kind of a bit more of what I expected, but hey, they they did it in the final Bond film, and I uh, yeah, I very much appreciated that. That was that was really good. So, uh, yeah, that was uh that was very good. Um, when do I want to talk about the ending? Because I'm on the subject of James. Uh, I want to talk about some of the other characters first. So I'll save that for a bit as well. Already talked about R- R- Rami Malek. Um, he was a great villain, and uh. I, I really like that as well. I'll, I'll get back to him when we talk about the ending. Anna de Armas um, as Paloma. P-O-L-O-M-A. Uh, she was fantastic, wasn't she? Very, very fantastic. I even saw a... Um, I can't remember if it was just before or just as the film was coming out. She posted this video online and it was her doing like fight training or like stunt training, that sort of thing. And uh, she seems like a quite p- cool person. And she's another kind of... Again, doesn't have to be Jamie or Jane or wh- whatever Bond. Doesn't have to be 007. But she can just be another agent that's just in the mix of things. Um, there's there's three characters that you could have for that. Because you could have whoever's going to be James Bond next. Actually, sorry, there's four people that you could have. Because there is James Bond, whoever's going to play him next. Obviously, it's not going to be Daniel Craig. Uh, Paloma, she could come back. She's great. Uh, Madeline, she was kind of that sort of like, you know, special agent sort of character. And obviously Naomi. Um, and yes, three of them are female leads and some people are uncomfortable with that. But that's the, that's the, that's the way of life, I suppose. 
but I'm I'm just looking forward to, to seeing, you know, you could bring those three back. They're options. You could cast somebody new, a, a new guy to play as James Bond. And you could, you have lots of different options that you could use. And I think that's a really uh, cool idea. Obviously, Madeline was supposed to be more of the sort of like Bond girl, you know, um, t- type of type of role. And you're, you're, you're always going to kind of have that. Um, she could kind of do that a little bit in, in the next film. If they, if they brought her back. Because um, I'm, I'm kind of hoping they don't reboot this franchise. I'm hoping that they do use at least a few of these characters uh, to come back. I do think that they probably will use Naomi. I'm not sure about Madeline or uh, Paloma. But I do think they'll probably use uh, Naomi. There was a lot of emphasis on her character with the whole 007 thing. So that was very good. Um, but yeah, she was great. Anna, Anna de Armas. Um yeah, really, really good with and and again, like like I I know I said this more about the villains, but she kind of is in there. She does the mission that she does, and she kind of serves her purpose as a character. But again, you could bring her back, do more things with her, and uh, you could do a lot of things there. Um, Leah, uh, Saudux uh, as Madeline. Uh, she was very good. I thought she did the Bond uh, girl role quite well. Um. You know, obviously, you've got the whole Spectre thing going on, and obviously the daughter plotline. I thought that was really good. Um, and yeah, obviously, you got the heartbreaking thing kind of at the end. Uh, Q was quite a cool character. Money Penny was cool. M was cool. Uh, Tanner was was quite good. Um, then you've got like uh, you got Felix played by Jeffrey Wright. I love Jeffrey Wright. He's so good in everything. Then you've got Billy something as Logan Ash. And then you've got, of course, um, what was his name again? But Bio Biofeld? He was kind of like the, the long-term villain. He was he was quite good. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much all like, the main characters. Um, so, yeah, those were, those were quite good. Uh... If I am to have one complaint, which I almost forgot about, because it ha- it did happen quite early in the film, I do think Jeffrey Wright was a bit wasted in this film. Uh, he's a very talented actor, and yeah, I did think he was a bit wasted with the whole Felix thing. I mean, he gets some very good scenes. I just thought he maybe died a little bit too early in in this film, and I know it's supposed to be the whole thing to set up Logan, and that was that was done well, but. Just a little bit, a little bit of a waste of Jeffrey Wright, a little bit. Uh, like he's going to be Jim Gordon soon. He's he's in Westworld and he's in a bunch of other really cool stuff. But just a, a little bit of a waste of Jeffrey Wright. Um, not to the point where I'm like really disappointed, really angry or something. But he was there. He did what he needed to do, I suppose. He served the purpose of setting up Logan as a villain. But it it was kind of odd that in a two hour forty five minute film. Um, I can't remember like the minute mark of where, when he got killed off, but it was kind of early, and I was just I was just a little bit surprised by that. So that was kind of like my one complaint. Uh, Logan Ash was good; he kind of served his purpose, and he was good. Biofield was good as well. Um, so yeah, that's that's most of the uh, most of the important characters, I suppose. So uh, anyway, I'm 45 minutes into this, so uh, let's kind of wrap this up a little bit with the ending. Uh, kind of heartbreaking. Uh, again, added quite a bit of personality to Bond's character, and he has to say goodbye to uh, Madeline and Madeline's daughter, 
as well. Um, so he gets shot by um, Rami Malek's character. I'm not going to even try to pronounce that name, uh, but Rami's character, the 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 kind of the, the quieter villain who usually doesn't do his own dirty work, but I suppose he had to uh, had to pull his own weight with that part. Uh, yeah, Bond's on his way out of this facility. Uh, the missiles are going to go off. I thought the action scene leading up to that was pretty good as well. The, um, you know, kind of like climbing up the stairs and trying to shoot people. And that was all done pretty well. Um, it's also sort of like, you know, those grenades get thrown down to him. And he, he manages to throw one of them back up. And it's like he drops about four or five. And yeah, showed a bit, a little bit. It's just those little nuggets of personality that I really liked. Um, him sort of being like, oh shit, you know, I've got to move. <laughs> Otherwise I'm going to get blown up. Um, and then there's like another one that's dropped at him later as well. Because g- grenades... Yeah, if a grenade drops at your feet like that, you've probably got about. I mean, by the time the person's like pulled the pin, thrown it, and it's thrown it, and it's landed at your feet, you've probably got about two to four seconds to do something about it because the bomb lands at your feet. That sorry, the grenade lands at your feet. Then you have the shock realization of oh, grenade at my feet. That takes up like a second or two. And then you've either got to, like, you know, there's a danger that if you kick a grenade, it can go off if you do that. Do you try and throw it somewhere? But then in the process, in the seconds of picking it up and throwing it, you might get blown up. And he manages to just about do that. Can you run somewhere? Can you put something on top of the grenade? Uh, so I thought that was a, a good little uh, part to, to build up to that. But anyway, he gets uh, he gets poisoned by this thing and it's a kind of sad realization of it's this uh, poison garden thing because i kind of wondered where they were going with that because they didn't really do much with it and obviously it killed james bond so obviously it went somewhere very big uh and basically killed off uh, remy's character although james bond just shot him in the end so he's trying to climb his way out of this facility going up the ladder he's on the radio to madeline and he has to say goodbye they say i love you to each of each other and uh, we see James Bond. Well, we don't see him get blown up, but he obviously does get blown up. And uh, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad because going into the going into this film, and after watching all of the other films, I've never had an emotional attachment to James Bond ever. Um, but that's again, it's like I said, that kind of personality thing that really shines through in this film. And maybe they did that because it was his last film, and they needed to give an emotional send off. If that's the case, it still worked. It still it still served a really good purpose. But um, just him him being a bit more human um, was was good in this. And like he gets blown up, you clearly see it. He's he he does die, which is unfortunate. Um. And uh, it's it's a sad kind of uh, ending. And then Madeline says to her daughter in the car, "I want to tell you about a name or, or a guy, Bond, James Bond." Um, yeah, and uh, it, it kind of ends there. So again, you're leaving Paloma alive, Madeline is alive, and Naomi is alive. And you could recast James Bond. You could bring him back. Um. And do use use somebody else in the role, uh, or again, like you, you don't even have to bring James Bond back because you can just get 
like I said, you can just kind of get... Because none of the titles for these films either say James Bond. Like, it's called No Time to Die, Spectre, Casino Royale. You know, they, they, they don't have the 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 number 007 or the name James Bond in them. So even the titles of these films don't have it in them. But, yeah, even if you wanted to kind of, like, put the character of James Bond to the side for a while, you can still give 007 to one of these women, probably Naomi, and just do another film if you wanted to but like I said the options are very flexible and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they choose um what I'm kind of hoping that they don't do now some people are gonna like think this is maybe stupid is dismiss all the three female agents reboot the franchise and cast a new white man as James Bond like a and look don't get me wrong if they rebooted this franchise and cast Henry Cavill as James Bond I'd still be very excited for Henry Cavill as James Bond. It would just kind of undo the setup and the work that this film has done. Um, but again, you could you could still do the Henry Cavill James Bond thing, and have it as its own thing, and then you could have like a spin-off or a TV show. Because again, Amazon is is involved now. Not that you couldn't do that before, but obviously you have an actual you know you got Amazon Prime Video, the the actual streaming service that you can do things on. You could even do streaming service films for for James Bond as well it doesn't have to be a TV show there's there's so many different different options and because there's so many different characters involved now Paloma Madeline and Naomi and whoever's going to be James Bond you can really start to expand this franchise and I really I hope that I'm I'm sitting there talking about all these different opportunities they can do I'm just hoping they don't go back to no reboot white guy James Bond next film um, but, you know, if it's Henry Cavill or a, or a white guy that I am interested in seeing on screen, I'll still watch the film because it will still be interesting. Um, but it's it's not up to me to decide any of these things. So we shall see. But that's my thoughts on the film. Uh, I really liked it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds for this franchise. Uh, looking forward to the game. Looking forward to seeing what Amazon does. Looking forward to seeing who's being cast as potentially James Bond. Or if you do one of the female lead films, I'm uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what is next for this franchise. So uh, we shall see. Anyway, that's pretty much it from me. Um, what did you think of everything that happened in this film? Are you happy or disappointed or whatever? And I will just say this: if you're just simply going to write in and say I don't want a black woman to be James Bond because she's a black woman, or I don't want a black guy to be James Bond because he's a black guy, just don't write in. Um, if, if that's your specific reason for that, then just don't write in, because I guess you still, I can't stop you from writing in, but just, um, I'm a little bit tired of that conversation. If you want to have that opinion, that's perfectly fine, but, um, just simply saying I don't want this character to be played by this person because they're black or because they're a woman but there's actually no reason within the character or the franchise or the or the already established story and the already established characters as to why you don't want that um that's that's a bit silly i think um because because if it's like oh i just don't want idris elba to be james bond because he's black then that's well that's just racist (laughs) like let's be honest um, I didn't mean to like laugh at that, but that's just kind of it's it's a silly and actually like racist thing to say. Um, but yeah, 
and I'm not I'm not saying it doesn't have to be a black man it doesn't have to be a a, a black or a white woman um but it just would be cool to have something different and I thought the characters like Naomi and Paloma and Madeline offered that so it's sort of this potential like oh controversial future that everyone's talking about we already saw it experimented on in this film and I thought it worked across all of it really so yeah uh but anyway um some of you aren't gonna like what I've said in this but I'm just here to be honest and give you my opinion um so it it, it is what it is but uh yeah we'll see what happens anyway like n- n- nothing's set in stone yet I haven't heard a single word about what's next for this franchise so we'll just have to wait and see so Anyway, let me know those thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, or if you have the concerns. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes as well. Uh, and of course, if you um, are listening on the podca- uh, on the website version of this podcast, uh, you can scroll down a little bit. There'll be the email box. You can put in your email and your message in. That will get sent to me as well. You can also click on and or copy and paste the email name. That will get sent to me that way as well. Uh, thank you very much for listening. You can find all the rest of the content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcasts. So take a look at all that as well. I need to do another United Cast episode once I've done this one. Talk about the other new manager as well. So look out for that. Um, and then, of course, there's another United Cast episode Sunday for the uh, the match review for Chelsea. So uh, look out for that as well. Uh, but entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, entertainment talk on your favorite podcast platforms uh get involved have a listen to more to, to some more episodes that we've got uh if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk you can either just listen to more episodes that we've done you can tell other people that you know about the website and the podcast platforms and what we do and where they can find it you can spread the word of mouth around or just uh spread the podcast around on social media take your choose of what you'd like to do there social media uh, you can yeah so, yeah you can, you can share the episodes around on there. Uh, Patreon one dollar three dollar level tiers ad free podcast review options. Take a look at that as well if you'd like to. For all of those things, uh, there is of course your TV and f- your film news over on GeekTown.co.uk and GeekTown Radio. Uh, GeekTown Radio episodes come out on Tuesdays. So look out for those as well. Uh, Bex is streaming pretty much daily over on Twitch. Trista Bytes, Trista B Y T E S. Go and give her a follow over there. For all of those things. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitch as well. Etalk UK. I will be streaming tonight as well. That's still going to be happening. Uh, Etalk UK on Twitch. 11.45pm GMT. It's currently half past nine. So I need to hurry up a little bit. But I should be fine. Uh, Twitch. Etalk UK for the Pez Coach Mode. Um, Twitch. Etalk UK. 11.45pm GMT on Thursdays. And if you've missed the first two episodes. Which are available on YouTube. Entertainment Talk players. You can check them out over there. Uh, I'm 55 minutes into this and I need to end this podcast. I've said what I need to say. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.